We all have those moments in life that are forever imprinted on our minds, don't we? Whether they're good or bad, they're, they're, they're there. And it doesn't matter how, how long of time passes, uh, it's still there. And one of those days for me happened in August of 2015. Uh, I don't exactly remember the date, but I remember it was a Sunday. Uh, Ann and I had met August 2013 uh, with some of our friends uh, that go to beach day, they call it. Ann was teaching in Houston, and, and I was doing my internship in Houston. And, and so we had mutual friends who went to the beach for beach day, and uh, we went, and that's where we met. So we moved here in July of 2015, so our friends called us up in August and said, hey, we're going to beach day again. Y'all should drive over and go to beach day with us. And we said, that sounds great. So after church, we went home, we ate lunch, we packed, and we took off for Houston. And I thought... I knew how to get to my friend's house in Houston. And so I took off. And three hours later, I had to admit to Anne that we were lost. Uh, I don't think it really came to a as a shock to her because we had been off the interstate for quite some time. Uh, but it was definitely a, a, a tense, frustrating moment because the gaslight had been on for 10 minutes and I knew that we were 10 minutes further from uh, the interstate at least. So there was no getting back to the interstate to find a gas station before we ran out of gas. And so there we were on some backcountry roads somewhere outside of Houston, roaming around, completely lost. What should have taken us three hours took us five and a half hours. <laughs> we eventually found a gas station in the middle of nowhere filled up and, and continued on. But the frustrating thing about it all was if I would have just opened my GPS, I would have never gotten lost. <clears throat> Why? Because the GPS would have said, rerouting in 500 feet, take a left to get me back on the interstate, right? To get me back on the path. But I chose not to open it up. And because I didn't open it up, the British lady's voice didn't come on to tell me where to go. And there before we got lost. Wouldn't it be great if we had a GPS for life? It's one thing to be driving around and, and a GPS to tell us where to go on, on the interstate, but wouldn't it be great if we had a GPS for our life that when we're getting off track in life, the GPS tells us, hey, you're off track. If we had a GPS who told us, hey, here's the direction you're supposed to go. And what if this GPS knew everything about you? Knew your past, knew your present, knew your future, knew what you were good at, knew what, you're, know what you struggle with. What if this GPS loved you unconditionally and just wants to be with you? Today, Jesus tells us that's exactly who we have as he talks about the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look at John chapter 14 uh, as Jesus speaks these words about the Holy Spirit. Last week we were also in John. And so John is one of the, the books of the Bible. If you're new to the Bible, the Bible is a book, one book made up of 66 books. And four of those books are biographies of Jesus, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John chapter 14. It's the night before Jesus dies. And he's in an upper room in a house with his disciples in Jerusalem. And they've celebrated the, the Lord's Supper. they celebrated the Passover festival supper. And now Jesus is talking to his disciples about many things. 
and is teaching them uh, about many things. It's, I mean, you can imagine it. When, when Jesus knows He's dying, He wants to just pour into His disciples and He is talking and talking and talking. And He's kind of wrapping up a section where He's teaching them a, a lot of things. And He says, don't worry, I'm gonna, my Father's going to send you the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, we begin with verse 25. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Just imagine the disciples here. They're sitting around with Jesus. Their leader, Jesus, now says, I'm going to die. He's been the one giving direction. He's been leading them. He's been telling them where to go. He's been saying, hey guys, you're getting off track. Get back on track. And now he's going away. And Jesus says, guys, I'm leaving, but don't worry. My Father's going to send the Advocate, the Holy Spirit. He's going to encourage you. He's going to counsel you. He's going to mediate for you. He's going to be your helper. He is going to be the one who walks with you through your journey in life. And that is the Holy Spirit. Within the Christian church, there's a lot of confusion about the Holy Spirit. And I'm willing to bet, if if I asked you to raise your hand, if you could give a, a pretty good, accurate description on who the Holy Spirit is and describe Him to somebody, I'm guessing there wouldn't be many hands up in the air. Because He's kind of this mysterious person. And so today we're focusing only on the Holy Spirit and what He does for us. Know this, the Holy Spirit is not just some force. This isn't Star Wars where you control the force. The Holy Spirit is an actual person of the Godhead. The triune God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One God, yet three persons. And the Holy Spirit is very much a person of the Godhead. Uh, We just don't know a lot about Him because He has one purpose, and that is to point your eyes to Jesus. And to get you on track and point you to Jesus. But the Holy Spirit is working behind the scenes on our hearts today. He's working on, on, on your hearts behind the scenes every day. And He has three, three things that He does for us, and we're going to look at them today. Jesus tells us two in these opening verses. The first one is your first point this morning. The Holy Spirit teaches you all things. The Holy Spirit teaches you all things. Imagine being those disciples. If you were to read the verses before and and the earlier conversations, you know how much the the disciples understood of what Jesus was saying? Not much. They didn't get it. Earlier in Jesus' ministry, Jesus was talking and and preaching to the people and teaching them many things. and, And the disciples say to Jesus, Lord, who can accept this? This is a hard teaching. They didn't get it. And they still didn't get it as they sat there with Jesus. And yet, what does Jesus promise? The Holy Spirit is going to come and He's going to teach you all things. And that's what we see on Pentecost, right? Fifty days after Jesus rises from the dead, there's another festival, Acts chapter 2, called Pentecost. And what happens on Pentecost? The Father sends the Holy Spirit and teaches the disciples how all of this fits together. All of a sudden, they're making the connection from the Old Testament to Jesus and how Jesus fulfills the Old Testament. What they didn't understand before, they now get 
because the Holy Spirit taught them. And that's what Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, right? If you remember what he said from our scripture lesson, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. What is that message that is so foolish to the world? It's the fact that the God of this world stepped into human history, took on flesh like you and me, that He lived for us, that He died on the cross, and that He rose again. And that because He died and rose again, all of your sins are forgiven. That message is foolishness to the person without the Holy Spirit. You and I, we treasure that message, right? It is the most, it's the greatest message we've ever heard and the one that we hold near and dear to our heart. But the only reason you do is because the Holy Spirit has taught you the message, has worked on your heart to believe the message, to accept it as truth and trust that it's truth. To the world, people without the Spirit, it's complete foolishness. But this is what the Holy Spirit does. He teaches us what we call the gospel, the good news of Jesus. He also teaches us the law. The law, the Ten Commandments. He teaches us that there's objective truth, that God actually says there's a right and there's a wrong, and you can't do the wrong because that's sin. The Holy Spirit teaches us that too. And He teaches us when we do this, we're sinning. And He teaches us those things and to accept them as truth. It's kind of like this. If you want an illustration, imagine that you have a map of your life from beginning to end. The end, what do we want there? We want to see Jesus, right? And so the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to teach you your map. Here's the path we're going to take to Jesus. It's through His life, death, and resurrection. And that's the path we're going to take to Jesus. This is, this is how you get there. That would be the Gospel. And then He says, Along that path, along your journey, there's going to be multiple exits that you're going to want to take. But you can't take them. For instance, there's going to be the exit of uh, other gods. You're going to want to put yourself above God's will and desire. Don't take that exit. You're going to want to use and misuse God's name. You're going to want to curse, swear, lie, and deceive by God's name uh, so that people know you're serious. Don't do that. You're going to fill up your schedule to be so busy that you cut out God's Word and despise and reject God's Word. Uh, Don't do that. You're going to want to get off on the exit of being disrespectful to authorities and and to parents. Don't take that exit either. You're going to want to hurt harm and harm your neighbor. You're going to want to commit sexual sins. You're going to want to steal. You're going to want to gossip. You're going to want to covet. Don't take those exits because all of them lead to your destruction. They lead you to be lost from the path and they lead to your destruction. Don't take them. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He lays it all out. He teaches us the law and He teaches us the gospel. The law is don't do this. The gospel is here's what God has done for you. And the Holy Spirit teaches us all of that to make sense and believe it. And how does He do it? Through the Word. Through God's Word, the Bible. So Jesus says the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to teach you all things. 
And then he says that the Holy Spirit reminds you of all things. The Holy Spirit reminds you of all things. The disciples are sitting around Jesus. They're sitting around Jesus. And I wonder if if they thought to themselves, oh man, we should have been writing stuff down. Think about it. The, The disciples fell into the same mindset that the rest of the Jewish people did, which is Jesus was, the Messiah was going to be an earthly king who was going to establish his earthly throne and reign forever. Was he going to be God? Yes. But he's going to reign forever here on earth. The disciples are his right-hand men. If they had a question on something, they could easily just go and ask Jesus because he's going to be around forever. Now Jesus says, nope, I'm going away. I'm dying. And the disciples had to be thinking, how are we going to remember all of this? How are we going to remember what Jesus has just said in this upper room? And Jesus says, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit who's going to remind you of all things. And we see that as we read the rest of the New Testament, right? The disciples are reminded of what Jesus said and did throughout the rest of their ministry. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for you too. He reminds you of everything that Jesus says, everything in God's Word. He reminds you. As you journey through life, what does He do? As you journey through life and you start taking one of those exits, the Holy Spirit comes and says, Hey, remember selfishness, envy, jealousy, fits of rage. These are not on the path to Jesus, de- reroute, turn around, get back on track. He comes to us and says, Hey, you just exited into drunkenness, and this isn't the path to Jesus. If you continue down this path, you're going to get lost. Turn around. He comes to us and says, Hey, you just exited uh, into sexual immorality. Turn around. You're going to get lost comes to us and he says, hey, remember, you you exited three exits back into pride. And your pride is hurting your relationships and you're causing divisions, you're causing factions, you're, you're ruining them. Turn around and get back onto the path. The Holy Spirit's the one who comes and reminds us of these things. He comes to us and says, hey, you've gotten off track. Get back on. How's he do it? Through the Word of God. Through the Word of God. I feel like just about every week, I stand up here and encourage you to do something. Do you know what it is? Anne. I saw Anne do this. Yes. Be in the Bible, right? Be in the Word of God. And let me tell you, it's not because... This is my hobby and I, and I want you to share my love for my hobby. It's not because I get some commission if you buy a Bible and read it. Not at all. The reason I encourage you to be in the Word is because this is how the Holy Spirit works. This is how He teaches you. This is how He reminds you of all things is when you're in the Word. And when you're not in the Word, do you know what it's like? It's like you're going through this journey of life without turning on your GPS. And guess what happens if you don't turn on your GPS? You get lost. And if you break down while you're lost, you're not going to reach your destination to see Jesus in heaven. 
This is the importance of the Word because the Holy Spirit works connected to the Word of God. He uses the Word to teach us all things and reminds us of all things. He teaches us the good news of Jesus. He teaches us the law. He reminds us when we've gotten off track. And He reminds us of the good news contained in the, in the Bible, right? We get lost many times. We exit a lot of those exits a lot of times in our life. And what does the Holy Spirit do? He reminds us, hey, you've gotten off track. Get back on track. And then He reminds us of the good news contained in the Bible. He reminds us of verses like this. Exodus 34, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. He comes to you and He says, Remember, your God is a God abounding in love, compassionate and gracious. He comes to you and He reminds you of Jeremiah 31. I will forgive their wickedness, God says, and remember their sins no more. Praise God. We have a God who's loving and compassionate and forgives us our sins. How? He reminds us. John 1, look, the Lamb of God, Jesus, who takes away the sin of the world. And what does that do? 1 John 1, 7, the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. We go through this life and we get weighed down with guilt because we take those exits into sin. We get weighed down with shame. We're afraid to let people know what we've done because we're so embarrassed. And Jesus says, wait a second, remember what I've done. And it's the Holy Spirit's job to remind us of those words, those Gospels, promises that Jesus has made and the good news of Jesus. The Holy Spirit comes and reminds you again and again, your sins are forgiven because look at our God. Look at who God is. This is who we are. We are a forgiving God. We work salvation for you. Your sins are forgiven. This is the Holy Spirit's job to teach you all things and remind you all things. Even though Jesus isn't standing in front of you physically, the Holy Spirit is working behind the scenes to keep you on track with Jesus, who's forgiven all of your sins. And it's because the Holy Spirit is with you, working on your heart, that Jesus can finish up His his speech by saying this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This world has many things that causes our hearts to be troubled, right? Many things. I mean, you turn on the news at night and it causes your heart to just stir. But Jesus says, My peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. The world gives us the hope of peace. Jesus gives us peace itself. And what's that peace? It's the peace knowing that our sins are forgiven and we stand in a good relationship with God. What's that peace? It's the peace knowing that Jesus rose from the dead and that death is not our our end. It's the peace knowing that we have an identity that isn't based on our roles. We could fail as a husband. We could fail as a wife. We could fail as a spouse. We can fail our jobs. But our identity is a blood-bought child of God, forgiven, redeemed, and that identity never changes. You and I never have to have an identity crisis because our identity is a child of God and that never changes. 
we have uh, the peace knowing our purpose in life. We're not just going directionless. We have a purpose in life, and that is to praise and thank God, to grow in Jesus, and to bring as many people with us to heaven as possible. This is the peace that Jesus gives. And what's the Holy Spirit do? He guides us into that peace. He is the one who works on your heart. He is the one who gets you to believe this. He is the one to get you to understand it. And He is the one who calms your heart as He leads you into the peace of Jesus. This is what the Holy Spirit does. And how does He do it? Through the Word. This week, we've got Connect Group starting. Wednesday night. Next week, we've got Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday going. And it's an opportunity to be in the Word. Sunday mornings, here, is an opportunity to be in the Word. Bible study afterwards, opportunity to be in the Word. Open up your Bibles at home, because this is how the Holy Spirit works. You say, I don't like reading my Bible at home because it's hard to understand. You're right. Why? Because these are the words of God. Who has known the mind of God, Paul said? The Spirit. And the Spirit teaches you the things of God. So even when it's hard, continue reading. Let God, the Holy Spirit, Open up your mind to understand. Open up your heart to to receive it and accept it. Open up your heart to believe the message in the Word. Because it's His job to teach you, to remind you, and to guide you in the peace of Christ. And it's that peace that surpasses all understanding that will guard your hearts and minds, just like Jesus said, so that your hearts aren't troubled in in today's world. May God be with you this week and always as the Holy Spirit opens up your ears, your eyes, in your hearts to believe what is from God. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we praise and thank You that uh, You care for us and that You work in us uh, faith and You teach us uh, and remind us of all things of Jesus. Come into our hearts this morning and uh, let us receive that message. Uh, Teach us that message and let us not see it as foolishness, but see it as a treasure that it is, that that, uh, this message is for all who believe uh, salvation. Uh, And thank you for leading us to the forgiveness, to the cross, where our sins are forgiven through Jesus. We ask you to never leave us, never forsake us, and Father, never take your spirit from us, but continue to send him into our hearts that we may believe uh, stronger and stronger every day in Jesus. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Be with us today and always as you guide us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. Amen.